Hello, everyone, and welcome to Someone Should Have Told Me. I am so sorry. I've missed a couple of weeks, but you know you guys, I'll always talk about my parents and my mom had went through some things where she was walking on Saturday and then by Monday she couldn't stand. And it's like, we don't even know what happened. And she ended up going to the hospital and then went to rehab. And so things have been kind of hectic. But I am here now and I plan to be here. I will always be here. Even if I miss a week or so, I'm coming back. And so today, because Father's Day just passed, I wanted to talk about what is a father? And Lord knows I have a wonderful father. You know, I've heard people say things like, I don't know how to be a father because I didn't have a father. And I think that is the most craziest thing that a person could say. So first, I looked to see what Wikipedia said when I asked Wikipedia, what is a father? Wikipedia said, a man that has caused a woman to get pregnant, resulting in the birth of a child. And then I read, of course, it had something to do with religious, you know, how you call the, the priest father. But then I went on to read about the father of a child, and it said, further... The male parent, besides the parental bond, he also has legal and social responsibilities with the child that can carry certain rights and obligations. That just means, Daddy, take care of me. Daddy, be there for me socially and be there for me in my life. Financial be my father. Now, just because a man plants a seed, it makes him the biological father. But if he doesn't take responsibility, sometimes other men will jump in and take the responsibility and then they are considered more to be the father than the actual biological father. So I started to think about it. And I said, what? does the letters in father mean? So I came up with F is for further than you will ever go for anyone in your lifetime. A real father will do whatever it takes for their child. And that F means that they will go further than they ever would for anyone else. A a is for all the love you have in your being because if you let this relationship develop as father and child, there is no other love like this love. T is for the tough decisions you will have to make to make them the best child or the best adult that they can be. H is for the things you will have to do until you can do the things that you want to do because of the sacrifices that you will have to make 
for you being the father of a child. E is for all the effort that we put into our children to make them the best that they can be. R is for the respect that you will get after you do all the things I mentioned in the role of a father. Now, because we are humans, we will make some mistakes, but we will do our best. And I refer to the song by Ragaman called I'm Only Human. You know, I like to give you some songs or some poems to refer to. And I do really like that song by Ragaman, I'm Only Human. We are not perfect. That is what I'm trying to say when I say we are only human. So we are not perfect. And whatever we do, some things will be better than others. But all that is asked of you as a father is that you do the best you can for your children. I got a couple of stories to tell you about my dad and how he was feeling when certain things went on. My dad was really, really awesome. And I remember when my mom bought me my first training bra. I was so excited. Oh, my goodness. I got my first training bra. And I was sitting so my dad can make sure he see that I'm growing up. I'm not a baby anymore. And my dad looked. And he said, what is that that you have on? And I'm sticking up my neck and I'm like, it's a bra, daddy. He just put his head down and shook his head. Later, he told me that he felt like his baby was growing up too fast. And that was the sign of the start of growing into be a woman. And it made him sad because I was the youngest girl and he knew that all the baby, the baby girls was going to be gone. But I did have two younger brothers under me. Still, I was the last girl and it seemed to hurt his heart when it brought me such joy. But now I understand what he was thinking and going through because you know, I did that podcast about kids growing up so fast and you have to be trying to be where you are while you're there because time flies so much. But I did that like last June for graduation and I didn't do anything for fathers. Now I'm doing it for fathers this year. So I want to continue to tell you about my father because he was a father all along and he did not push his responsibilities off, and I don't care. I remember I got my first apartment, and I was had a roommate, and I was getting ready to have my first Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Where am I going to get a tree from? I never bought a Christmas tree. I don't even know how to go pick one out. I don't want those little ones that they sell at, like, the drugstore. So I called my daddy. And I was like, Dad, I need a Christmas tree. Next thing I know, my dad had 
put a tree on a truck and brought it to my apartment so that I could have my first Christmas with a wonderful Christmas tree. My dad, so thoughtful, still being a dad. Of course, you never stop being a dad. He's still a dad and I'm much older than having my first apartment. Oh, my dad. My dad was always my dad. And when my husband asked my father to marry us, because remember, my father is a minister, I think that unconsciously, when he was marrying us, he did not make me say my vows. He made my husband say his. But when we got done with the wedding, and of course you all nervous, and he had told me, don't say I do, say I will, and made us say that he said you don't say i do you say i will in the ceremony and then the ceremony was over and i don't remember the part where i said obey and all that stuff and i think maybe unconsciously he left that part out but i am still married to my husband even though i didn't say that part of the vows and it's so funny now because when my husband will say, you know, you said your vows. I said, I never say obey. Remember, my father forgot that. It kind of makes him a little angry, but we've been married 35 years. We're way over that point. So <laughs> that's just a little funny tidbit about my dad and him marrying us. Now, my husband and his dad, my husband... His dad and his mom, I guess, were breaking up when he was maybe in his formative years, maybe seven, eight, nine, ten. So my husband said that he really wanted to be closer with his dad. So he would walk up to the motorcycle club and wait to see his dad. And then his dad would arrive and drive him back home because he didn't want him to be involved in the things that were going on at the motorcycle club. And my husband and his father, they did have a relationship because eventually my husband's father and his new wife got custody of my husband. So, but my husband said mostly his stepmother laid down the law and his dad just went along with it. So, I mean, they had a relationship, which is better than not having a relationship. And he did get my husband to come live with him, maybe when he got to be about 12 years old. So they had a relationship. It wasn't perfect, but there are so many things that are not perfect and better to have one than none. So just from talking to my husband and his relationship with his father, he always said that when you hear men saying, I don't know how to be a father because I never had one, my husband always said that that was a cop out because he did not have the greatest father, but his father was around. But he said, when we had our children, that he just did 
what he would have wanted as a child or what he did want when he was a child. And that's what taught him how to be the best father that he could be because he did everything that he wanted his father to do. And I thought that was a great way to look at things because my children, my sons, love him for who he is. You know, when it comes down to it, no one expects you to be the perfect father. But all that is required is for you to be there and try to do your best. Everything else just comes as you go. No instructions comes with these children, you know. And no two children are alike. Even if they are twins, they are still different people with different thoughts and different goals. I will never understand how a man that drops a seed and goes on as if he doesn't have any children, and even if you don't want any children, bag it up. You don't have to plant these seeds. You have to be considerate of what you are bringing into the world. I heard that song like that. It's like, I like the way you work it, Joe Diggity. I got to bag it up. And I didn't know what that was singing about. But then after I listened to the words, and I'm like, is he talking about bagging up what I think he's talking about? But he got the right idea. Bag it up if you don't want any children. Stop letting just seeds be dropped. These children are living beings. You have to care about what you are putting out here and bringing into the world. And that is so funny. That song, I was just singing it because it had a nice beat. And then, like I said, when I finally paid attention to it, I was like, oh, my goodness. And so then that's what it means. And it makes a lot of sense. Bag it up. I myself don't have any grandchildren, probably because I was always telling my boys two things. The first thing is, I am only going to one house to pick up grandchildren for each one of you. I am not going to be going to many houses if we're having a family reunion and I got to go to three houses for one son and four houses for the next son. I'm not doing that because you guys got up every morning with your dad. And if you have any children, I want you to get up every morning with your children. I am only going to one house to pick up the kids for the family reunion, which all your children should be by one person. I know that things happen, but the goal for you is don't have children all over the place with a whole bunch of different mothers because that doesn't end well for the children. You have to focus on your children to make them members of society. 
Make them have as least amount of problems as possible. Don't let them start with the problem of them not having a father because you are too selfish. Meaning you are too selfish not to bag it up. And then you are too selfish to take care of your children and to leave it all on someone that was a one night stands or for any reason. You should have bagged it up. You should make sure that you don't have any children that you have responsibilities for if you don't want to take the responsibility. Now, the second thing I told my son, if you have a child by someone and all of a sudden you want to leave because you say that this person is crazy, you pick this person, which you probably drove her that way in the first place with your shenanigans, and now you're saying she's crazy. Do not leave my grandchildren with a crazy lady until my grandchildren can leave also, or where there is a custody battle or something, and they're old enough. Do not leave my grandchildren with a crazy mother, like I said, which you probably drove crazy, or that you didn't pick the right person to raise your children, do not plant a seed, and now you need to make it and take care of it. Don't leave it with the crazy lady because you're saying that she's crazy because you're the one that was crazy for sleeping with the crazy lady and leaving your child with a crazy lady. Therefore, if you make the child, you need to stand the test of time until that child can be able to get away as you're getting away. Do not call the woman you laid down with crazy and then you leave your children with them or else guess who sounds crazy. You need to give your children a good chance at life by giving them your best, the best of your ability. Children do need their parents to be on one accord as much as possible. The best parenting is living everyday life with your children, being there for them so that they can talk to you when they get home from school, or just knowing that you will be there during the night in case of a nightmare or sickness. My parents had seven children. And do you think it was easy all the time? Of course it wasn't. But we were always together. And that gives you a sense of happiness and comfort no matter what goes on. And when I say no matter what goes on, I remember as a child. Remember, my parents had seven children. My mother did not work. She did little crafts and things and sold some things to help, you know, with the budget at home. But she knew her job was at home taking care of the kids because seven kids, they needed someone there to guide them. So I remember one month the gas got cut off and it was off for a whole month. We had
had to heat up water to take a bath. My mom, because it, we had hot plates, because the gas was off, the electric was still on. It used to be separate. So we had hot plates. My mother still cooked every day. We still took baths. And we still were very, very happy because we were all together. My dad went to work, came home, and they saved and they got the gas back on. We had a fireplace. They burned coal in, coal in the fireplace. But it was still happy times. I still felt secure. I still felt comfort. And I still felt happiness. But it wasn't easy for my parents. It definitely was not easy for my father. He was out there working. My mother was taking care of the kids. You have to go through some things. But if you go through them as a family, it makes you that much stronger together. People look at us now, all seven of us, they be like, you all are still so close. You all still love each other. But that is because we were going through things way back when. We were going through things together and we are still all together. And I just hold that up to my mother and my father. And my father, head of the household then, you know, it wasn't this thing where it was even a decision. Head of the household, worked for his family did the best he could, and he was still, and to this day is still content and happy. And we've been through some things. We got some stories to tell. But my dad never, never altered his ways. And of course, things was not perfect, but we were all together and we were happy. Then I'll tell you a story about me and my husband, and we are about to be married 35 years this August 2022. Every moment has not been, oh, it's so great. I remember one time we were having this big argument. He and I were at our salon, which was about five blocks from our home. We were there arguing so the kids would not overhear us. The kids called while we were arguing. One of their hands had went through the glass panel in the French door in the Florida room. And the kid was bleeding. Me and my husband stopped arguing immediately, jumped in the car, got home. Blood was everywhere. We jumped back in the car, grabbed the kid, and went to the hospital. To this day, me nor my husband can tell you what we were arguing about because we were parenting together. We did not care about whatever it was because something had happened to our child. And I had my husband as the father of my children right there with me. And even though the situation End up being okay. My son got a couple of stitches or whatever. But I could have been going with someone else. But it does, it means the most 
that I was with his father because his father is feeling the same things I am feeling. This is our child together and we were working together as parents because my husband stayed and was a father to his children. I don't care how mad he got at me or how bad I made him mad or made him upset. I remember before we moved, we were moving into a new house and my husband had made me so upset. And I was like, you know what? I'm not moving with you. He was like, well, my kids are. And I'm like, no, your kids ain't. If I'm not moving with you, the kids ain't moving with you. And so he was like, he would have took the kids. If you want to leave, you go ahead. Them are my children. And I am going to be here to raise my children. And I will not let you take that from me. And so that was pretty amazing as well as a father in today's world. And you know what else is good about being with the person that you have had children with? We don't have to involve not one other person, not a stepmother, not a stepfather, not a girlfriend, not a boyfriend. We make decisions together with our children and with me and him, we make the decision that is best for our children. No second wife, second husband, putting a two cent in. No boyfriend, no girlfriend, putting a two cent in. Because you know if you're with somebody else, they're going to put their two cent in. It just makes things a lot easier to make the decisions with the person that you made the child with. And of course, there are exceptions to the rules because you could have had a baby or a child with a crazy person for real and you might need to get you and the child away from the person. But of course, and then maybe your second time around, you were with a more sensible person and you want their two cents. I don't know. Like I said, there is always exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, it's best to be with the one who you created the child with. With all that being said, I would like to thank my dad for staying with my mom and with us seven children. So many men would have, have left, but my dad stayed and did the best that he could. And I thank him for a very happy childhood. And to my husband, thank you for staying and helping to raise our children because it did make a difference of who they are. Because you and I know that no matter how hard it got, we put our family first, which has led us to where we are today. Thanks for being the best father that you knew how to be. With that being said, I'm going to have to go now. I have enjoyed talking to you guys and telling my stories. I love you all. And be good to each other out there. 
Be good to your children and be good to your mate. And again, if men, if you don't want any children, then you need to not be selfish and bag it up. Stop denying these children a great childhood and a great life that they could have with two parents living in the household. I remember that when my sons went to elementary school, then it was so prevalent that fathers didn't hardly live with their mothers that my son had to bring kids to the car and they said to my husband, he said you still live with his mother, is that true? And that really hurt my feelings to hear the kids think that a father is not supposed to live with his family. People, we gotta make things right. We gotta help our children and we have to do what's best for our families. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Again, you can listen to me at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, Listen Now, Reason Podcasts, Stitches Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Someone Should Have Told You, but it's Someone Should Have Told Me. And I'm telling you, you can reach me at sshtmpodcast at gmail.com. I will look forward to hearing from you as you look forward to hearing from me. I'll check you guys out later. Have a great day. Have a great week until I talk to you again. Bye-bye.